2: no purchase necessary void where prohibited by law 18 plus terms and conditions apply see website for details
1: from variety celebrating more than 115 years covering the business of entertainment this is the award circuit podcast
2: And so we've already won in that regard that, you know, Mitchell's really resonated with a lot of people. We got a lot of feedback from people who felt really seen and felt really like inspired, inspired to make things, inspired to reconnect with their family, inspired to just to be part of this community and feel like they're not invisible. And uh, and so it was it's been a really special thing the whole time.
1: Phil Lord and Chris Miller are down the Oscar road again as producers on the animated feature The Mitchells vs. the Machines, receiving an Academy Award nomination earlier this week. I'm Clayton Davis. On this edition of the Variety Award Circuit Podcast, Lord and Miller stop by to give their reaction to their well-deserved Oscar nomination and how they continue to redefine the animation medium with each new outing. The pair also discussed their choice to get into the business and how a meeting with ex-Sony Pictures chair Amy Pascal while working on Cloudy with a Chance of Meatballs helped them move beyond jokes to telling a story. It's all next on this edition of the Variety Award Circuit Podcast. Stay close. From director Michael Rianda and co-director Jeff Rowe, The Mitchells vs. the Machines tells the story of a quirky, dysfunctional family that takes a road trip to to drop off their daughter, Katie, voiced by Abby Jacobson, an aspiring filmmaker, off at college. Unfortunately, their journey is upended when a robot apocalypse threatens the planet and the family of misfits, which includes their father, Rick, mother, Linda, and the dinosaur-loving little brother, Aaron, come together to save the world.
0: What are these? Robots? Greetings, humans. There appears to be 14 of you.
2: Doesn't seem good that they're counting us, right?
0: we have food and entertainment for you to enjoy
2: in our human fun pods who here likes fun
0: hey
1: i like fun trust me bud you do not like fun no i really do like it everyone says that about me you lucky human yay wow i wish i could be in there i don't like fun anymore who else wants to join him? down! Stay low! File up! Alright, everyone, get to the car! You don't think so, oh, What so do you want to see? I don't know why okay. we're going, but I already got it, I think there's would a better
0: Guys, stop! What would a functional family do right now?
1: We've trained for this. Jim, you go
2: high, I'll go low. Ready? I love you yours. all so much! <laughs> Butterfly formation! Yeah.
1: So we just do that,
0: right? Just like they did.
1: Uh I really like Distributed by Netflix, the film is nominated for Best Animated Feature at the Academy Awards for Rianda, Lord, Miller, and producer Kurt Albright. In addition, the movie has won the most precursor prizes with over 25 trophies this season. The film receives critical acclaim for its stunning animation and hilarious storytelling and the performances of its voice actors and themes surrounding LGBTQ representation. It also includes Eric Andre, Olivia Coleman, Fred Armisen, Beck Bennett, John Legend, Chrissy Teigen, Blake Griffin, Conan O'Brien, and Doug the Pig. Wow, that's a big cast. I recently spoke with Lord and Miller about the Mitchells vs. machines, which was one of the most watched films on Netflix in 2021, as well as Spider-Man across the Spider-Verse, which is coming later this year, as well as the 21 Jump Street slash Men in Black film that never came to be. But we began by discussing the ridiculous early time that the Oscar nominations are and how that needs to change.
0: I would be just as honored yeah. at 9 a.m. Pacific time yeah. as yeah. I was
2: at 5.33 <laughs> Pacific it time. It really has no need to be that early. And <laughs> yeah. I'm, I, we could uh, – it can be changed. It's yeah. not something that was written into the U.S. Constitution.
0: No, but you, we do have to be considerate of those uh, friends of ours on the East Coast because they all go to sleep at 11.30 <laughs> a.m. <laughs> but that's still 8 a.m. for them. And
1: then internationally, it's like 12?
2: Like, I mean – 7 a.m. would be fine. Yeah, we'd all be happy, and I might have had a cup of coffee. That'd be yeah. so nice. Yeah. But you know what's an even better cup of coffee? What? Being nominated. Oh yeah, right. oh, okay. yeah, It yeah. really wakes you up. So, it does.
1: So, so you, so you guys are <laughs> sleeping together. You wake up and you wake the other <laughs> yeah, one up, Burt right? And Ernie it, beds. Think of it yes. like Bert and Ernie beds. <laughs> yeah.
0: You know, they, we each have our own like night lamp. You know, so like he wants to read late, yeah, I can sleep. That's it's nice. very considerate.
2: Uh, no, the truth is we were in our separate homes. Uh, and I got up uh, early with uh, with my wife to watch and sit up and watch. And uh, it was very exciting. And, you know, you're know, you very nervous because mm-hmm. you work really hard and you spent all this time and a massive crew of really amazing, talented people like put so much passion into making this movie. And, you know, it's not about the awards. You're making it so that it can connect with people, but... It's really nice to be recognized and to have someone say, You're one of the best ones mm-hmm. of the year. Um, and so it was such a relief. And in, in addition to being like giddy, exciting.
0: And we're also so happy for the crew. So many people, you know, including Mike Rianda, wrote and directed, and Jeff Rowe is, is co writer, co director. Like, it's their first movie. Yeah. And same with, you know, Lindsay Olavadas, who made, you know, the production designer. You know Guillermo Martinez, who's the head of story, like so many people. This is the first thing they made.
1: And I, I, I was thinking about this uh, earlier. You know, you guys get up and you're, you're nervous. I know you probably heard this all season because I know I've said it to to your faces. I was like, guys, you're getting nominated,
0: but <laughs> but we forget. I'm still knocking on wood. Yeah. I know. That's what I you know. Sounds like. yeah.
1: But I but I forget, and I'm sure you guys don't. The Lego Movie year, uh, like. W- I don't think I've ever asked, like, what did that feel like? obviously, in comparison, this feels better, but like, <laughs> do you remember like that, like what, getting up for that and just being Very like, much oh, so. I would say vivid. <laughs> <laughs> what was that? What was that moment? Bring me back. I'm be your doctor. Uh, well, PTSD. you're,
0: I mean, similarly, you wake up 30 seconds before it happens. Mm-hmm. So you're, groggy <laughs> and and so in that case i mean we're talking about the silliest thing in the world so yeah. it's not like whatever but but you do go like oh i must be out of it <laughs> if don't you think it felt like oh, yeah. like a weird dream a
2: real out-of-body experience because it started with the first category was uh was song and everything was awesome was nominated we're oh, yeah. like yeah mm-hmm. all right. right uh and then it was I a came, fake out yeah <laughs> when i came to animated and we weren't on the list we were like i i, I was like the is there, what, what's oh. happening? Um, and you think, you know, obviously, as I said, just said before, you know, you don't make these movies to, to get awards. Uh, you're making them to like connect with people. Uh, but it was a, it was definitely uh, surprising, and and so we don't take anything for granted yeah. <laughs> ever, ever since. And, and probably it was a good time for it to
1: happen because now every time you make something, you're like, listen, it ain't a given. That's
0: right. It keeps giving and it does help. It puts it in perspective. Yeah. You go know, like, we made the movie to be someone's favorite movie. We did it so that you know we like we would delight. Families and people everywhere, and that has to be a satisfaction.
2: Right? And at the end of the day, we you know we made those Lego Oscars that we handed out to Oscars that became yeah. a big thing, and now they're for sale. You sell them at s- the Academy in, Museum, right. for 75, unironically, uh, seventy five dollars. <laughs> Unbelievable, but it is. Uh, but at the end of the day, like you we're just trying to bring the, you know joy and 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 emotional feelings to people, so that they've got you know, something that they can really connect with. And and, and make an, you know, like make an impact
0: because well, that movie was like really unusual. Hmm. Um, and Each movie we make, we try to make it, you know, unlike the last one that we made. Um, you know, Spider-Verse is really different than Lego, is really different from Mitchell's. and um, And we're just hoping that like it resonates somehow.
2: Right. And so we've already won in that regard that, you know, Mitchell's really resonated with a lot of people and we got a lot of feedback from people who felt really seen and felt really like inspired, inspired to make things, inspired to reconnect with their family, inspired to just, uh, to, to be part of this community and feel like they're not invisible. And, uh, and so it was, it's been a really special thing the whole time.
0: And, and I think also to for, you know, the, the, our narrow band of pals in the animation business, just to know that that what an animated movie can be is expanding, yeah. right? And so we got lots of feedback from other professionals going, like, thanks for making that movie. You, like, opened a door and made a green light for us to do our wild thing.
2: Right. Oh, I awesome. mean, on the LGBTQ front, obviously, it, like, opened a door there. Now other people can say, like, hey – they made a movie with a, a queer protagonist, and the world didn't fall apart. Everyone was fine with right. it. Right,
0: and and you can say it out loud. It
2: doesn't have to be like a secret, a coded thing. Or wait, I you mean kids didn't
1: catch anything? <laughs> after they watched Mitchell. Yeah,
2: no, somehow they every the earth didn't uh, fall into the sun. Yeah, um, and and similarly, you know, in in the art style, I think really also was an area where people were like, "Thank you for making a movie like this." Where we were like. We've never been able to movie make a movie where the characters don't have have realistic pupils. Like these were cartoon pupils and yeah. and really like hand drawn feeling characters and world and and it just makes everyone everywhere feel comfortable pushing the medium in new and exciting places. What
1: would you guys have handed out if you didn't get it for Mitchells
0: at the Oscars? <laughs> oh. Do you ever talk like about that? Like a cardboard uh, Oscar, a little, Oscar <laughs> a little. That, like Katie made herself, a little yeah. wooden moose. Um yeah. Or like, um, yeah, like a munchie headed like, <laughs> cardboard. A golden monchy. That is the fun thing, is to, like, think about, like, what Katie Mitchell was going yeah. through, like, yesterday morning as, like, someone who's, like, making movies on her laptop and then suddenly is part of this big thing.
2: Right. It says, this she is, is cinema. A, yeah, definitely. A cardboard Oscar that you could see the edges were all janky on. That's, like, a very Lego movie
0: thought, yeah. right? That, like, you can make cinema in your basement with your like toys right, right? And, and that's what she's carrying forward
2: and that was the real aesthetic of the movie i mean it had the whole movie was supposed to feel like it was being narrated and illustrated by a teenage girl filmmaker and it had that sort of eclectic mixed media puppets and doodles and uh, and everything in between uh, all over it and i think that's part of why it felt so personal and people really connected to it.
1: One thing I like to consider you guys are like the Coen brothers of cool cinema. Not saying that the Coen brothers aren't <laughs> they cool. They are
2: the Coen they, brothers of cool cinema. Not saying they're
1: not cool. But <laughs> you, you guys are a really good pairing that has done some really interesting work together. But there's like a, obviously a, I guess is a friendship. I don't know if you guys Yes,
2: really, we're not yeah. actually on Only for the camera. Yeah. <laughs> but but on know. radio we can hate each other,
0: <laughs> can glare at each other.
1: Um, but like, where, where does that span? Like, you know, I know you guys met in school, but like, what did, how does this blossom now into this like machine that is Lord and Miller?
0: We met our first week freshman year. Somebody said, um, I know someone just as weird as you. And uh Please tell me that's exactly what that's exactly, that. exactly that's what she said, yeah Rory McGee that's right
2: and she introduced um and it was like a, it was like a friend setup and it was it totally worked and it was Phil, a Phil, Phil convinced me to take an animation class freshman year, and then we started getting into making films and stuff and uh and became uh buddies and uh, and then we came out here and and we almost accidentally became a team that we went for a meeting together and they're like oh you must be a team and they gave us a job at disney television <laughs> animation uh you know making saturday morning cartoons uh and and ever since then we've had a, we've figured out over many years now it's been oh you know 20 almost 25 years now, oh, you're, and, and, you're, and you're 26, so we're exactly, young. we are very we, we started prodigies. as we three year prodigy. Yeah, yeah.
0: but you know, that education, which we were we did not go to film school, you know, but we had um, a wonderful animation professor named David Ehrlich, who was a, a CIFA board member, and our diet was independent animated shorts from you know, behind the Iron Curtain. (laughs) I was, um, uh, David emailed us yesterday and we were chatting about the time that he smuggled um, raw film to this guy, Peter Dumala uh, who at that time was not allowed to make movies. So he scratched a movie into the film mm-hmm. and then shipped it back to David and it like won an award at Annecy. <laughs> and that was the kind of stuff David was into. He said that then he called Peter to say like, hey, you won an award. He goes, oh, cool. How's the film? Because <laughs> he's never been able to see it projected. So, uh, so uh, that is, uh, we come from, uh, it's kind of an untraditional background for people who make, you know, expensive animated features. And I think that probably informs why we're always, you know, trying to avoid a house style. We're always trying to bring the invention and the personality of those films into these films, right? Because those are all made by one person. (laughs) And we wanted this movie, Mitchells, to feel like it was made by people. It was made by Katie. It was made by not computers or a company, but by by human beings.
2: Yeah, I mean, that's what's so cool about animation in general is that it can look like whatever you imagine. And uh, you know, thankfully, we're in an age now where movies are starting to look really different from each other. And, you know, we come out of a decade of movies all sort of trying to emulate what Pixar had mastered and movies were starting to look all the same. And now, you know... As the sky's the limit, and so there's no reason why you shouldn't make your your film look like no other movie. and And the idea that you can have really feel the hand of the artist on the screen is uh, is a really exciting opportunity. And the, and the the world is our oyster, so we never want to, you know, just rely on tradition.
1: Uh, looking back at that animation class, right? So you mm-hmm. guys take this animation class what were the dreams of Lord? Like what, what did you really think you guys were going to do? Cause I think there is like a dream of making it in Hollywood. And then when you, it never really feels like you're like, it's something you say, but then you make it. So, but what, what did you want to do at
0: first? Well, we were big dopes who had ambitions of making cartoons for a lifetime career. (laughs) (laughs) I don't, I think we were young enough not to worry about, um, how we would make money doing it. Right. We were like, I think we could figure this out, right? You could just draw these things on our – on these notebooks in our dorm room and that should do the trick. All we'll need is like once a year we'll need to borrow a Bolex and duct tape (laughs) it to the floor and shoot it. Um, and I and there was a time, a very embarrassing moment when Chris was an intern at Industrial Light and Magic when in between our junior and senior year, I went to visit him, like a Ramora, glomming on to <laughs> success as usual. And we went up to Coit Tower mm-hmm. um and like looked out over San Francisco and we're like, I think we can do this. <laughs> Is that so embarrassing? So we decided First of all, we we're in the wrong city, right? Yeah. We we're in the right coastline. I guess <laughs> we were there. We I were, mean, we're, were in the there. right city for you know American zoetrope.
2: Yeah, there's all sorts of stuff going John on. 40. But we were, you know, we were back east in college, and we were like, you know what? We should come out to California and and try to do this thing. Let's do it. I think we can do it if we've got the support of each other. Our poor parents mm-hmm. horrified. And you know, and we were really in, interested in not just, you know, doodling little cartoons, but like, how do we tell a story in a way that's interesting and engaging and surprising? And, you know, it took us a long time to sort of figure out, uh, you know, what how to make a story work, right? It, you know, we've been working at this for a long time, and it's still kind of a mystery. Um, the
0: first 10 years were just jokes.
2: yes. Right. (laughs) Yeah, we were really. There was a moment on. uh, We were making, uh, Cloudy with a Chance of Meatballs, and we'd come up in sitcom writing, and so we had been, figured out how to tell a quick, easy story that's real fun and funny, and make characters' voices uh, interesting. But when we were working on the the story for Cloudy with a Chance of Meatballs, it just any ten minutes of the movie, and were really funny, but it wasn't engaging because you didn't really care about the characters and we weren't being sincere about emotion. And, and it basically took Amy Pascal yelling at us, uh, She was the head of Sony at the time. Mm -hmm. And then- She literally said, we
0: asked, what do you want? We don't understand. And she said, I want a story. (laughs) And slammed the table and stood up and left the room.
2: Yes. And so then we met with this woman named Lindsay Duran, who's a very smart uh, uh, sort of script whisperer Mm -hmm. and- and Who sends her regards, by the way. I just spoke with her. (laughs) She is uh, a delight. And we work with her all the time. And she really gave us a real masterclass on you know, how to make a story something that is emotionally engaging and that you care about. And once we sort of cracked that on Cloudy, we never wanted to go back. And we started, you know, really, really caring about how can we we be funny and progressive and interesting and new? But how can we also, you know, make you love these characters and be on this journey in a way that breaks your heart? And how can we make you cry as well as laugh? And so I think Lindsay taught us that
0: it's not a zero-sum game that you can be just as funny. If not, honestly, you're funnier because you're so much more engaged, right? But you're also delivering on um, a richer film-going experience because you're you're getting underneath these characters in a way that not everybody tries to achieve. And she made us really ambitious on, on the emotional front.
2: Right, I mean, I think we were just scared because we thought we were being cool. It wasn't cool to be sincere. Uh, and in reality we were being cowards because mm-hmm. you know if we ever had a sincere moment we'd undercut it with a joke but if we could really like get you to have an emotional roller coaster of an experience and feel these different feelings of being scared or being heartbroken or being joyous and or being uh, surprised or any of those feelings you come out of the movie theater and you go like wow i just felt like five different emotions in 2 hours and what a ride. And you will recommend it to everybody that you know. And it's so such a such a more fulfilling experience when you're not afraid to be sincere.
1: You guys already touched on this, but I, I wanted to know if you would elaborate. Why I, I like you guys so much and I think why everyone does, you do push back on the establishment, the status quo of cinema, animation, just in general. Um, what's that? fight been like to, to, you know, to tell Hollywood, it doesn't have to be just this. It can also be this and it can be successful also. We're not saying get rid of this. We're saying try something new.
0: Well, we always say like, we're on your side. We (laughs) want the movie to resonate with an audience and we want them to walk out loving it and high-fiving. We might not do it the way it's been done before, but we're going to deliver a, a, an experience for an audience that they'll tell each other that they have to have. And it's part of that is novelty, right? And originality. Yeah. That's part of why people go to the movies. They want to see something they haven't seen before. Um, and, but it, so, so a big part of um, uh, our origin myth <laughs> is that sometime around the cloudy with a chance of meatballs um, uh, experience, we thought, that we were not going to be able to be successful. And there was a lot of pressure to make the story this way or that way. And we thought, we just, we should, we have to quit. And we called our representatives and we said, we think we have to quit. And we got a very fast call from our lawyer who said, you fools, (laughs) you can't, Quit. By the way, our lawyer is um, uh, Montgomery Burns. <laughs> 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 uh I, can, I was like, I, they didn't yeah, say fools. Yeah. 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 Dumb, way. dumbs <laughs> yeah. but like with more coarse language. Yeah. Yes. Uh, uh, you don't want to quit. You want to get fired. Because mm. if you get fired, you get six months' pay. Mm. So it gave us an incredible amount of power. Because you go, great. Let's just make the best movie we know how to make until somebody makes us stop. And that was that made us Teflon. As we just like it made us brave, and it made us not afraid. We were more afraid of making a bad movie than of any other thing, right. And, and we've I, always taken that philosophy,
2: and I think that um, you know, you you can just go back and do the thing that's been done a hundred times before. and it and it will be a movie, but it won't be something that's going to, like connect with people, and people aren't going to jump in on that. And so on Mitchell's, by the time we got to making Mitchell's, um, there was no way we were ever going back, and anybody that got into into bed with us uh, knew that we weren't going to let it look normal or be a normal story. We were going to try and be as progressive as we could be in all in all the fronts. And I will say that you know I don't know this movie could have been made anywhere but Sony. What was great about Sony is that they don't have a house style. They don't go like this is how our movies look. Uh, they don't have you know. A lot of places wouldn't have uh, let us have, be explicit about uh, Katie being queer, mm-hmm. um, but they were cool with it and uh, and they were, didn't chicken out on mm-hmm. that. And not every studio would let us doodle over yes. every frame. <laughs> <laughs> and they'd be like, people would be nervous because there's like, you know, shareholders and all this stuff, but they... It's
0: also a nightmare for line producers, right? right? It just adds chaos <laughs> to the project.
2: Um, so I have to, you know, I have to... Uh, give a shout out to Sony for being brave and and like when we were like trust us we're going to make it good and you're going to be happy and uh and we won't let it be bad
0: and all the things that are making you nervous right now
2: are the things that are going to make it a hit exactly and then
0: a
1: stupid pandemic happened.
0: exactly you know but that said it is a hit
1: right
2: right I and mean, it was it's one of the top 10 streaming movies of the year it's like the most watched <laughs> animated movie in Netflix history and it and it really was a movie that you know, people needed to see last year in the middle of a pandemic is a movie about a family coming together, dealing with technology in an apocalyptic global event. It's like could not have been more perfect for the moment and to sort of sit on it and wait for families to feel comfortable going back to it a felt movie theater. It immoral. <laughs> yeah, it seemed like people need to see this movie. Yeah. And and it really did. And, it, you know, I think that's an, another reason why it resonated so, so well is because it was... The movie that people needed to see. That's that one time. of the things
0: that's important to us, right? That it is like you you make movies that speak to our time. Katie is a protagonist for our time. This story is about how can families navigate this um, new world and stay together and get stronger. And um, and it, it seemed like a a perfect uh, uh time to release it, honestly. Thank you, Mama Netflix. Yeah,
2: <laughs> yeah no, <laughs> I mean, they, they yeah, were really excited it. about the movie, yeah. and you know it was an incoming call, and you know it it seemed like well we could be sitting on this until who knows when, and will it still yeah. be relevant? And or I think it's display, fair to so say so the movie excited. would still not be out. Right. Yeah. Um. And uh, I'm glad it is. And we wouldn't be here. Exactly. And then we, then we wouldn't, wouldn't be here. With
1: you. I know, because that's the best part of the whole season It's this part <laughs> Actually, right here. Actually, it is. Yeah.
0: It is like of a, 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 the people overlook that like this is a time when filmmakers and people who love movies all get to talk to one another. Yeah. You know, and and come out shit. of the foxhole yeah. and just really like we don't get to talk to other animated right. filmmakers except for yeah. right now. Yeah. yeah.
2: yeah. It's so yeah. fun to like be part of the community and like sort of in its purest form, just sort of like celebrate. What's cool about making movies? It feels like film school. Yeah, yeah. It's like we don't get a the chat. film school we never went to. Yeah. We don't get a chat with Guillermo del Toro every day. <laughs> it's fun. When we fact. do get to do it, it's pretty fun. Yeah. I cannot wait
1: for the inevitable biopic of you two, starring Timothy Chalamet and Harry Styles, <laughs> ooh, looking over the San Francisco sunset. <laughs> oh my God, that quit. sounds good. <laughs> it's gonna be a good movie. Could that be?
0: May I just suggest <laughs> yeah. to the universe, like that sounds like a pretty good like blacklist script. Yeah, <laughs> indeed. You know, just to put that out there, yeah. get the ball rolling. Mixed media film, yeah. yeah. Yeah.
1: absolutely i i swear to you two if i don't get a thank you at that, uh, that <laughs> <a cafe> because <board, laughs> I mean,
0: it was sure. birth right here right the here, right here right it. yes. and it's on the record it's on just got two
2: six years later it, it
1: would be not um so uh i want to talk about some of your just career stuff outside of animation uh where's 23 jump street you monsters
0: <laughs> i did get a call from uh neil h moritz oh yeah only yesterday
2: because of uh, us having mentioned that there was a, a I have
0: room. no idea. I honestly, Neil if you're out there, call me back. I don't know if you're mad at us or congratulating us or both.
2: <laughs> we uh yeah, we've we've developed some things and it, the things have sort of fallen by the wayside, but uh, you know, it was really fun to make the, the first two and as and as crazy as they were, uh we could go crazier. All right so you're still monsters is what you're saying right this is not like
1: i mean not saying uh, say, happening right now but you guys are open to
2: it let's get we're it. open to it okay. Okay.
0: yeah what did tom brady say
2: i don't know i don't know sort of like slightly <laughs> crack the I
0: door don't... open like i'm retiring unless i never changed changed say my that mind. unless i change my mind
1: after the break more from phil lord and chris miller from los angeles this is the variety award circuit podcast And we're back. It's the Variety Award Circuit Podcast, and I'm Clayton Davis. We're chatting with Phil Lord and Chris Miller, producers of the Oscar-nominated animated film The Mitchells vs. the Machines. As we pick back up, I try to get to the duo to spill everything they can about Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse, the sequel to their Oscar winner, Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse. You're working on this uh, Spider Verse sequel. I assume you could just tell me everything about it right now. Yeah, all
2: the secrets we're letting out. Yeah, I
1: mean, like where you know what happens at the beginning, the end, a little bit in the
0: middle. You could touch on sure, sure, but like go through it fast. Yeah, yeah, people don't want
2: to like hear your whole second
0: act development thing.
2: Um, no, it's hard at work. We are. I mean, we're going. We're going there right now after this. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Um, To do uh, work on. We're going (laughs) into the edit suite. Yeah. Sometimes we, we're trying to edit in person at least sometimes a week, uh, because we get more done, Mm. uh, when we're together and in person. Then the fun
0: thing is because of the, of, of, um, the social distancing practices, we get to edit in like a movie theater.
2: Yes. That's really. So we're in a big giant movie theater with a handful of us all going like, well, how are we going to do, how are we going to make the scene work? Uh, but it's been really exciting. Um, to like think about how we can open the open the world up for miles and tell a story that's still personal intimate but have it have a scope and scale even more uh, outlandish than than the first movie. It's
0: it's just ambitious. And I think that everybody on the team knows that the stock in trade is originality and the stock in trade is what hasn't been done yet. And so you can't run it back. So that that's our right. you know that is our biggest anxiety, but it's also like the the most fun. It's like, okay, the easy, obvious moves we did those right. now we have to do something wild,
2: yeah, if we play it safe, everyone will be disappointed, yeah,
0: like our whole goal is to make the first movie seem conservative, mm. yeah,
1: is there? now or has there ever been discussion about integrating mr miles morales into the marvel cinematic universe possibly <laughs> into spider-man no way home that was just released the oh, indie uh, film of last year you know an upcoming i can't if there were any conversations past, about that i can't say
2: we were part of those yeah um but uh no one asked you, you, know. you guys
1: they don't just call you up and say like bill okay. kevin they, is they keep like, us guys, yeah i want to run something by
2: you <laughs> we uh we stay <laughs> informed thinking. of what of what's happening along the way so we don't step on each other's toes and uh As I say, everything grows in the garden of the multiverse. Anything is possible. I mean,
1: that multiverse started with you guys, and I just feel like it's working towards it.
2: We shall see. We shall see. Okay. Heaven knows. I
1: don't like it at all. (laughs) What did Uh, Tom Brady say? Yeah. and one last thing about Spider-Verse, you get, I know you guys had touched on you, you recorded with this on my issues. Okay, here we go. You said uh, each universe is gonna be a different animation style. Mm-hmm. Uh so can you talk a little bit about that? Like what uh what other styles are you exploring here? Mm. You know, freestyle? <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> it's freestyle uh, where yeah.
2: you just make it up. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, the they're all based on Improv. <laughs> on, on <laughs> comics and spy and spider-man ver- versions of the telling of the Spider-Man story, right? So it's not just sort of like, we'll just pick a random art style, like there are so many different hands of the artists that make comic books and and make spider-man content and so each world will feel like it's its own artist is drawn this in the way that if you pick up five different comic books that each one looks super different from the other one um that's probably as much as i can say at at this moment (laughs) yeah
0: but they all look really different from one another
2: and they um, all take God bless the, the team we have because
0: it means like everyone needs new software. Yeah. And <laughs> every
2: single world, you're making a, a, a new film, each each world that we visit. And you're it's a bespoke universe with bespoke software and, and making everything look very specific uh, to that world. And it is sometimes absolutely breathtaking.
0: And, and what I love about it is every department is trying to freak us out right So you go like, all right, I think we designed this character. I don't think you've even seen this last night last night, but Patrick and Justin you Did know, an showed name. me something at the end of the day that like oh yeah, this character that we all thought we knew what it looked like we' we asked so and so this really cool artist to like just do, do a pass to see what they would come up with and they came up with this really freaky thing and now we want to completely rethink it how they're rendered and oh it's just excited like to see that it's later a constant today. like leveling up that feels like, when you get to the end of that process, someone who wasn't part of it is going to be so delighted because you're, you're, right. you're going to see something like you couldn't possibly imagine until you get into the theater. Okay. Uh, I did skip one question. I, I meant to ask this about 23 Jump
1: Street possibly. Yeah. You know, we Channing Tatum was on our cover. Yes. Um, God bless that yeah. wonderful man. Sweetheart. I, I hate how good looking he is. <laughs> um, And he said, uh, men in black uh, Jump Street script was barred on the, funniest thing he'd ever read
2: <laughs> it was pretty great it was very funny it, was it is written, great it still exists yes it's written it by blacklist? Rodney Rothman <laughs> blacklist. it's a blacklist
0: script uh, someone <laughs> imagine that's another good idea for a blacklist script
2: is someone imagining what that movie was Oh, it was very funny the concept for it was hilarious and the execution of it was very funny yeah Rodney Brown um, it. it was a very uh, it's a very complicated to try and make something that you know is combining two franchises and giving sort of equal value to each one and not ruining them both.
0: Well, and the secret to those
2: movies is that it's about
0: Channing and Jonah and their, you know, their friendship slash love affair. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so it was born out of the idea that like, well, they, they met, they started dating. The second movie, they're kind of, they're married and having like a seven year itch. Right. And then like, what's the next stage in their relationship?
1: And you just can't make. Just go make it, man. <laughs> just go do it. That's a lot of people have yeah. to agree. Uh, all right, and uh, last bit, uh, sort of about what's next for you. Other, you know, in the future, you have the two-part Spider Verse stuff, mm-hmm. and then uh, Premonition, a pandemic story. I, uh, yeah. yeah, that's <laughs> yeah.
2: the title. <laughs> uh, yeah, the, yeah, it's a, uh, a Michael Lewis book that's really uh, uh, weirdly fun about the people in the in the sort of decades leading up to before uh covid of people who like saw that there was a pandemic coming and tried to get us to be ready for it um and you may be
0: shocked to know that it is about um mavericks going up against the established <laughs> order
2: <laughs> um and uh and actually is uh and, and is surprisingly fun nice
1: all right. Uh, any dream project that you want to take on? They like got some, like a world war two drama from Florida Miller. I want to know if you guys <laughs> could
0: like really go. Well, there is a thing yeah. that we actually, I suppose can't say anything yeah. about,
2: but there is, a, uh, there is one of those floating around <laughs> yeah. the office. Okay. That we've talked a little bit about. Um, I mean, we're really excited about project Hail Mary, which is the Andy Weir book that we're, uh, uh, we're developing also. Um, that's really, really fun uh, for uh, Ryan Gosling, who's uh, a true delight. Pretty talented fellow. Uh, you guys are only working with good-looking guys. I know. Right now. we well, of so of can't really
0: relate to people <laughs> unless they're
2: very good-looking. Like <laughs> right, right. Uh, and then, uh, you know, then the After Party, which is on Apple TV Plus right yes, now. Yes, the fifth episode th- drops th- Yeah, Thursday, Thursday evening.
1: My favorite Show of the year, ah. and i forgot on record. I think it's better than Ted
2: Lasso. Oh my! Well, shots fired, Mister Bill uh, Lawrence, loved it. <laughs> our longtime mentor, and Ben um, Schwartz in everything forever. I know the man is a is a real. A I want real the nine talent. of
1: them to be Oscar hosts. I want them. Ah. I want them. Oh, I Oscar love Oscars. that. Idea.
2: Yeah, with a special appearance by you guys, yeah. since you're nominated. <laughs> we're
0: the yeah. <laughs> we're, hey everybody, <laughs> um,
2: that's who. That's who you really want no, on the it, camera. That it's that these is, two dorks. And that was a lot of fun because we got to do a bunch of different film styles every week. It was a different, you know, a different style of, of filmmaking. You got, you got to like really um, stretch our brains in, in a way that was really fun. Awesome.
1: All right. The last thing I'm going end, I, I end with a little game because.
2: Yeah, let's do it. It's a, it's, an,
1: it's an either or. And since you guys are either or, you okay. know, uh it's animated films. So I'm going to okay. give you two choices. Tell me which one. Okay. Starting.
2: Rango or Coraline. Ooh, that is Ooh.
0: tough.
2: Oh man, I'm gonna go with oh man, I'm gonna go with Coraline. Um, although that is a really hard choice because I think they're both really unconventional and and I loved both of them.
0: That's a real Sophie's choice because we're um, you know, big fans of Henry's and we love um you know, we love like Gore is such an inspiration because he's a guy that like makes um it makes cinema fun like he makes jokes from how where he puts the camera he, and and that movie Rango every every choice is something mm-hmm. no one's done before <laughs> you know so i really appreciate how like
2: cracked that movie are you movie going up. Rango and i'm going hey, Coraline yeah, are we going to split it yeah, up yeah looks, we can split it yeah. <laughs> it's, it's really a, it's tough, a, it's a, that's a tough one okay
1: charlotte's web or grave of the fireflies
2: ooh I'm like the old animated. Sh- yeah, yeah, Web yeah. With it's like Three. Uh, Charlotte's Web. Yes. Yeah, I mean, I've seen that four hundred times, so I have to. I, I have, have to say so that
0: I... one too, just because of like Pendleton's crazy Templeton. Song. Templeton. Templeton.
2: Yeah. yeah, his voice. Doesn't uh, he sing a good. song about like loving yeah. garbage?
0: Yeah, he. It's that's probably uh, a big, very. Yeah, that, I feel like that really informed my brain. Yeah, All right. Fantastic Planet or Secret of the Nymph.
2: Secret of NIM. Secret of NIM. Hardcore Secret of NIM, no question. The
0: National Institute of Mental Health. That's right. Yeah. Do you remember how they, the documentary about how they experimented on rats? They lived in a (laughs) rosebush. they formed a culture and a society. I love that movie. It's also, um, you know, kind of made outside of the traditional pipelines, and um, it's not afraid for the characters to have five knuckles on each (laughs) finger.
2: Yeah. Oh yeah, that that owl scene, very scary. So many um, knuckles. And the Dom Deloise Crow ve- was very funny to me as a kid.
0: i l li- I've seen that movie eighty-five times.
2: I awesome. believe it. Straight up. Howl's Moving
1: Castle or
2: Triplets of Belleville. Ooh. Wow. Oh man, you know. I want to create pain today. I know you yeah, really are. That's it. really hard.
0: I love both of those me movies. Me too. I'm 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 just going to go triplets, not out of any disrespect for Miyazaki, who is uh, I'm just saying so that great. like he has lots of at bats, that's right, <laughs> and lots and of movies that go that are like insanely strange and also very appealing. That, um, the uh, but triplets is also that way, mm-hmm. it's totally like I before I saw that movie, I couldn't have imagined that movie
2: existed. Yeah, mm. it's very hypnotic. I'm gonna go with triplets as well, um, but I do love. All things Miyazaki, so...
0: Miyazaki is the reason, like, w- we probably wound up making Mitchell's. Thanks. Because we promised him at the Governor's Awards a million years ago. That we, we were would introduced not. for 90 seconds. Right. And, and he said... You must keep making animated films. Right. And we he said, okay. We were, he knew we were
2: doing both and he didn't want us <laughs> the to. The master says you do something, wanna,
0: you do it. Yeah. We promised. So we're like, okay, we're just going to never stop making these.
1: There you go. Uh, this is actually hilarious. Anomalisa? Uh-huh. Ooh. Oh, yeah. Or... South Park, bigger, longer.
2: Oh uh, man! It's, it's not Th- fair. Those are two wonderful, wonderful. There could not be more different. They couldn't be
0: m- more wonderful. Yeah. I, I was say, just talking about this with Lindsay here, right? Uh,
2: I will say that the South Park one probably I would be more excited to rewatch because Anamalisa is a very painful. Mm-hmm. watch. is very awkward and very like Anomalisa. real
0: has the best sex scene ever in the the, history of live action or uh, straight anywhere. It really
2: is straight up. It's Uh, one
1: of of the things I point to when I say a voice uh, Oscar nomination worthiness of acting Jennifer Jason. Oh yeah. 100% should have been
0: nominated. 100%. Like I was on a jury where I got into like a fight (laughs) with another actor that I really love and respect Uh saying basically like, Jennifer Jason Leigh needs to be nominated for um, this award.
2: <laughs> and, um.
0: and so, and but um, but here's the, th- I was just telling this to Lindsay, there's been three or four movies that my father has done this with. He did it with uh, a Little Shop of Horrors where we like, I saw it with him and then the next night we went, and got my mom and my sister and we watched it again and then we just as a family we like should we do this tomorrow too <laughs> yes let's do it tomorrow and the other one my father's from New England he won't he doesn't like bad words I don't think he's seen either Jump Street film but we went to see South Park Bigger Longer mm-hmm. Uncut and he was so delighted he got my mom and my sister to come and watch it the next day oh, it's man. easily one of the best musicals ever made yeah
2: that, uh, yeah. I will say that it's like it's, it's sort of joy joyful attitude uh is more reflective of our worldview than the the bleakness of i think Lana it's Lisa. fair
0: i think that's fair if yeah. you had to
2: like pick one desert island movie <laughs> yeah. pick south Park. yeah uh
1: by the way i like and it's not animation but i always wanted a team america sequel and they haven't done it i know they'll oh, never do it but i that I, deep I, bake I, thing was sort oh, of close so yeah. good um little mermaid or chicken run
2: ooh i mean Oh, I I you know I love we love Aardman and we love all the stuff that they do and I think they really have like been, you know, they are the the grandfather of them all with theatrical stop motion uh quality, creativity and hilarity, but I think Little Mermaid is like historically a really important film and uh and they were really pushing what they could do with a female protagonist in that movie that you don't think about with animation. Like before that, you know, if it was a if it was a female character, like the old farts at Disney were like, it has to be pretty and she can't move her mouth that much and she has to stay like a, a fragile porcelain doll. But Ariel is really expressive and really like. Uh, unkempt and in a way that they're like, oh, I wonder if it, if people's delicate sensibilities were all right. Right, the girl who doesn't seem pretty <laughs> in every frame. Uh, Ursula, say. So yes, Ursula. and Ursula is fantastic, and the songs are uh, top notch. Yeah. I
0: don't know. That's a tough. That's a. T- these are really. I cruel. feel like yes. we
2: haven't answered a lot. These of are these cruel. Answer, it's cool though. I don't know.
0: Right. I I do. Th- I wonder though. if Chicken Run may uh, hold up better. Okay. To yeah. scrutiny. Okay. In, over, it, over the long haul. Yes,
2: yeah. I suppose there is. As our like politics evolve. I suppose, like, the, oh, I fall in love with the girl that d- can't talk and she has to. And not a very talk. sassy 16 yes. year old that, like, leaves her house. So, right. Yeah. <laughs> all right. I guess. Okay, yeah, I guess, right. I guess I, I,
0: yeah. And also, I got to give a shout out to my pretend relative, Peter
2: Lord. That's right. No no relation. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Just uh, yet. Yeah. yeah. <laughs>
1: Last three, still okay. all, all made to create pain The Nightmare Before Christmas mm-hmm. or The
0: Iron Giant.
2: Oh, my God. You're just trying to be like, this is a torturous event.
0: This is the rudest interview I've ever had. Yeah.
2: I mean, those are both two like pillars of animation history. You're going to hate the next one. Oh, man. (laughs) Uh, I love both of them and have seen both of them so many times.
0: Say them again. Nightmare (laughs) before (laughs) Christmas
2: or Iron Giant. Or the Iron
0: Giant. With respect. Yes.
1: And if this gives you an out, by the way- For anyone, they don't know these, so this is not really their answers. It's just like the gut of
0: the moment answer. So you don't have to be held to it forever. I'm just going to say – I love both movies. Mm -hmm. I'm going to say Iron Giant.
2: Yeah, I think – I'm going to
0: say – in terms of just like what it represents, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. it's a total – again, an outsider, you know, upstart studio. At that time, uh, is that Brad's first movie? It's certainly – is oh, like, yeah. you know, it's certainly the the first thing where you go like, this is a new voice. Mm. Right. And it's it like it's kind of hard to imagine now because it's a traditionally animated movie, but it is like taking outrageous risks. It's got this like amazing sequences, like the hand sequence <laughs> like running around. It's using CG in a way that feels hand-drawn, right? And it is devastatingly, beautifully emotional with all kinds of Like wild moves at that time. Like, it's about like a single parent household, like a single mom, and then this like groovy, like beat poet who lives in a garbage patch or whatever. It's like everything about it is strange. And so I remember Chris and I watched it at whatever that, what at that time was like the fourth. Uh, uh, most famous theater in Westwood. Mm-hmm. Do you remember? It was like it wasn't at the Bruin. Yeah. It wasn't across the corner. It was like up, in, like above, like where the Whole Foods is now. <laughs> like a tiny. It's. I'll tell you this. It's. I've only been in that theater one other time, and it was to see also with you, Bubba Hotep.
2: Oh yeah. So that like,
0: was no. where that movie was booked. You had to. Lo- you had to find it. You had to know it was coming out. They were dumping it, and you and we went out and sought it out, and we're totally righteously blown away. It's awesome.
1: All right, uh Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs or Fantasia.
2: That one's easy for me, Fantasia. Um even though it's you know not as narrative, like the crazy stuff that they're doing in some of those sequences were really pushing the medium forward in, in a way. I mean, obviously Snow White first first uh feature animated piece, but I think what Fantasia did was really more radical and 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 far out.
0: They're both great examples of how Walt was willing to like leverage the entire studio for a mad dream. Right. Right? He's a, a crazy maniac. idea. <laughs> we often say like animation is for maniacs. This is this an experimental medium? M- movies are an experimental medium, right? where, like, everything you make is a prototype, it doesn't follow a formula. So, like, Snow White is a freaky movie that is, like, the first time anybody thought, like, what if a whole movie could look like that? The thing about Fantasia, which is why I think it also gets the nod from these two turkeys, is it was, like, he he was willing to, like, have the studio burned down, basically, to make this passion project. It wasn't calculated. It was a bomb. It totally advances the medium. And it is the mad dream of a lunatic.
2: <laughs> to bring it to the So screen. we we are in support of anything that And yeah. so
0: when you think about I mean when you think about those early days of animation. That's going on. The Fleischers are still doing wild stuff, right? And uh and the and the the um this Schlesinger studio, uh, you know, Warner Brothers shorts are happening and, and like Tex Avery is doing wild stuff. So everybody is like wildly experimental. Even the guy that you imagine is like the most conservative is doing nuts stuff. And so that's why we stand up for like these movies should be nuts. They shouldn't be like formulated. Corporate. Uh, they are not products. They are not content. That is, and when we talk about like being nostalgic, like so, so much animation is nostalgic and it makes me fall asleep. But what we should be nostalgic for is the early days where. People were like, I don't know, what if we put sound on this cartoon? Do <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, I'm yeah. from Kansas City, and I'm just going to like, I don't yeah. know, I'm going to figure out a new system with my yeah. buddy Ub. Like, I don't, I, I I, love that spirit, and I wish we held on to, I wish every place held on to that the way that I think we, we try to. And the one
1: to go out on, you can hold each other for this one, Spirited Away. Ooh. hmm or
0: Fantastic Mr. Fox. Oh, we're both holding each other's. I'm gonna
2: go with Spirited Away. I mean, just because we we snubbed Miyazaki on the last one, and we gotta we gotta give him his due because that movie is. And I just saw it again recently with my kids to show it to what them. What did they? How did they take it in? Wait,
0: how? Yeah, how old are your kids?
2: My kids are uh, turning uh, thirteen and nine.
1: Oh, uh, because my my daughter's ten, and I was trying to oh,
2: eleven rather.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, I was trying to figure out when to show her. Uh like a Miyazaki and I didn't
2: they know. were into it I started now? with okay. I started with um like easy, easing in with Totoro okay because that's real like easy easy kid friendly stuff and we haven't done Mononoke yet because it's like a little bit maybe but I yeah. think my daughter who's the younger one is up for Yeah, we tried Ponyo uh, a few years ago Was yeah. she was too young for it and yeah. she like was like oh, well, well like there's like there's some disturbing stuff in Spirit Away where like the parents turn into pigs yeah. you know <laughs> and stuff so it's like like you know the lot like fears of like losing your parent and all that type yeah. of stuff. It's definitely there. And it's like a little... Uh, Did they have a tough time it was, with it? Or are no, they see, To me, it. like,
0: kids are... They Like, they live it. their lives, like, confused and scared. It's it so, <laughs> so fun. Why shouldn't movies be as confusing and scary? Sure, yeah. It's
2: just fun watching films with your kids because you get to experience it through their eyes again in a different way. And Find yourself staring at them. Like, yeah, and you're just watching them and see yeah. how they look. Like, we're watching it with an E.T. and they're like... Uh, they're just, like, at the edge of their seat and you're like, oh, I love... Yeah. To see what's what's engaging them and what's you know what's not. So I think you know, just having seen it again recently, like Spirited Away, is a, a masterpiece. I think you have to say that too. But shout out <laughs> to fantastic Mr. Fox. Well,
0: also for like for West to to go so hard at animation mm-hmm. and do it in like I want to see all the fingerprints. Right. I want to see like the hair, the, the characters fur, like move yeah. around that there's so much um, like the way that like rat moves around is so mm. expressive and then to continue to make animated movies and then to let the the animated like filmmaking experience inform all the live action movies
2: yeah i Even thought the last yeah. one is
0: like so deeply informed by animation it has an animated sequence but like the last 3 or 4 of his movies are so influenced by fox yeah, See, I think. we
1: started with Meryl Streep and we're ending with Meryl Streep. There, there you go, for sure. This is full circle moment. <laughs> we did know it was going to happen like that.
0: We planned it. Listen, yeah. Lord
1: and Miller, you guys are cool. I like you. You're Whatever. cool. I like you. You're into, you're into a lot. You're good up and comers. <laughs>
0: yeah. Listen, you should go have, visit
1: that spot in San Francisco again. We do try
0: to f- stay feeling that way. I f- still feel like a student, don't you?
2: Um, yeah, I mean, I just we're, feel like we're, eventually we'll get good at this. Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna figure it out one of these days.
1: I can't wait to be in the after party part six. Oh that, man, that season it's gonna be good. Season six, six yeah, Season absolutely. six. I'm part of that. That's the one Seven I want to be a part of. And a movie. Let me let me be the Day Franco, the the one who dies.
2: Oh, absolutely. <laughs> oh, that's good yeah. for yeah. season six. If there is a season six, we'll give you a call. Yeah. We made him stay down there just like cold
0: and freezing for <laughs> the right. entire shoot. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks for joining us. Thank you.
1: That's Oscar nominated Phil Lord and Chris Miller. You can watch the Mitchells versus the Machines right now on Netflix. And that's it for this edition of the Variety Award Circuit podcast. The Award Circuit podcast is edited by Drew Griffith and Michael Schneider is the producer. Be sure to subscribe to the Award Circuit Podcast on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, or wherever you download podcasts. Also, head to Variety.com and click on the Award Circuit tab to find the latest Oscar predictions and key races, as well as your daily fix of news, analysis, and reviews. Until next time, for Jazz 10K, Janelle Riley, and Michael Schneider, I'm Clayton Davis. We'll see you on the circuit.